That was one of the greatest comedy routines that I've ever seen. It's awesome. So today, I'm excited. We're starting a new series called First. And we are, um, today's about, about figuring out who is on first. I hope we're not like Sebastian Dimwitty, you know, get, get a clue, you know, figure it out. Uh, but we are. Sometimes we, we need, need help thinking about this. Who is on first? And so, um, because there's always somebody or something that sits on first. And what I mean by first is the first place in our life. And we're going to talk about what that means and what that looks like. There's a lot of things that people, it, it, there's a lot, not a lot of things people can agree on in life. You know, there's all kind of different opinions, but there's one thing I know everybody can agree on is we all want improvement. We all want things to be better, whether it's in our family, our marriage, our, our, our work, our finances. We all want things in the world. We want things to get better. Another way of saying that is we want, we want happiness. We want to be happy in the things we do. We want, you know, to be better in our, in our jobs, maybe better in our, in our grades, in our school. Okay, school's getting ready to start pretty soon. But we want to improve. We want to do things uh, that, bring, um, that will bring in, uh, improvement in our lives. We all want that. Everybody wants happiness. And so this series, we're not necessarily talking about happiness per se. It's not the goal of it, but it's a byproduct of what we're going to be talking about. Uh, because when we do the right things for the right reasons, we get the right results. Uh, one thing that we say at our church a lot is healthy people, they do healthy things. And when you do healthy things, you get healthy results, right? And so we're going to be talking about that during the series is um, um, who's, who's on first and, and putting God first. So today is about who's on first, who sits in, in the throne of our hearts, who sits in, in, in our life in the first place. So um, it's, it's, I don't think there's a single person that would wake up in the morning and say, you know what, today I think I'm going to screw my life up. Today I'm going to make choices that are going to wreck my family. You know, today, I'm going to make choices that maybe be, that I won't be able to ever get, get over or be able to fix ever. I'm going to complicate my life so much today by the choices I make. Nobody wakes up like that. Um, it's, not that people, it's not that people plan for unhappiness or they, they plan not to be happy. It's that a lot of times we don't make a plan or we don't do the right things that are going to produce happiness. And so today, we want to talk about that. Um, I saw an interview. Uh, actually, it, before I get to the interview that I saw, um, it's kind of like this. Um, in, in the American culture, and I think it's even human nature a lot of times, my kids recognize at a young age, is they see something they want, candy or whatever it is, some kind of prize, some kind of fruit. They see something in my life or somebody else's life or just something that's good, and they want it right away. Uh, but they don't always want to do. See, naturally, when we see something, um, there's, there's a process that we have to do to be able to get that thing. Uh, we, we tend to look at success in other people's lives, and we think we want that. Um, but we don't really, a lot of times understand the doing part. What is the doing part that's going to requ- that I need to do that's going to require to get the thing that they have? We just want to do it. It's kind of like, um, you know, this is to be the, the 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 process we see, we do, and then we get the thing that we saw and that we wanted. Well, sometimes the process. You know, the next one for me. Uh, we we want to cross out the do, and we just want to get the thing. It's like I I want to just get to that thing. I want the fruit, and I want to eat it and enjoy it. Uh, maybe another picture. Go to the next one for me. It's kind of like this. You know, we see the fruit on the on the tree, and we want the fruit. Whatever that fruit is in life, a, a, a marriage that's healthy and vibrant, you know, better finances, uh, good grades, whatever it is that we see that it looks good that we want, um, we we a lot of times on on the external all we see is the fruit and, and, and the thing that is good that we want, but we don't always see what's underneath and what it took to get that fruit. There's a process, right? You plant the seed, you water the seed, you let the seed grow. And in fact, a lot of fruit trees, they won't even produce for the first few years. 
And then they produce like once, and then they don't produce for some uh, some time. Uh, it takes a little more time. Why? Because there there's a process that's happening underground that we don't see. They're finding the right nutrients. They're growing. They're building a stable foundation so that they can they can last and weather the storms that come. We don't always see that. We just see the fruit. We think, I want that. That's what I want in my life. If I had that, my life would be perfect. My life would be better. My life would be, I'd be happy. And, and sometimes that is true. The fruit will, will lead to those things. But we have to understand there's a process to get to those things. We want the fruit, but a lot of times we would want the shortcut. We want the easy way. It's like in, in school. I remember uh, there was times in, in school I, I knew what the teacher wanted, so you bypass the process just to get to the answers so you can pass the test. Well, it's a shortcut because, yeah, you pass the test, but you miss out on all the other part of the process that, that you were supposed to be learning in the first place. And so when you're done with school, yeah, you got the, you got the maybe the A or the B or whatever that you passed the, this class with, but you missed the whole point of the class, Right? It wasn't just to get the answers to pass the test. It was to learn what this is so that 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 will be a good building block for the next thing you're going to learn. Well, this is kind of what it is, is is we want the shortcut. We want just to pass. We want to be able to move on, but we don't always want the work or the process. But easy, it doesn't always bring health. And in fact, I I think a lot of times easy will actually do the opposite. It will bring poverty. Um, the, the Proverbs, the, the books in, in the Bible, that the, the Proverbs talks, it's a wisdom book. It talks about how um, a wise person is, is diligent, it's working, and the foolish person is lazy. And, and eventually he'll wake up with poverty. He's looking for the shortcut. Human nature, let me just tell you, we all want it easy. We want it to be comfortable. We want things just to not have to work at them. But those don't always bring health. A lot of times it's the work that we put into the things that bring the health. It's the process. It's about us doing it. Um, I, I, in fact, I saw this. Uh, uh, I read about. I heard about an interview that Tommy Brady, Tom Brady did with 60 Minutes back in 2009, um, and this is what he said. He says, "Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there is something greater out there for me? Why do I think there's something?" He's a question he's asking the host. You know, like I, I won these three Super Bowls. This is 2009. It's like I won these three Super Bowls, and um, man, why do I think there's more out there? He said, "I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey, man.'" That is what, it's, what it is. I've reached my goal, my dream, my life. Me, he says, I think, God, it's got to be more than this. See, a lot of times we, we look at and we think, all right, there's this formula. If we have you know, the right career, if we have plenty of money, if we have maybe the right girl or the right guy next to us, if we have the right friends, and then if we take away some pain and suffering, then we're going to have happiness. But a lot of times that formula, many people get that formula, and it actually turns out to not be the thing they thought. It doesn't produce what they thought. In fact, uh, after, he's, after he says this, the host, Steve Croft, he, say, he asks him, well, what's the answer, answer, Tom? And Tom says, man, I wish I knew. He had everything that a lot of people think, if you had all that, I would be happy. And in the middle of it, he's saying, there's got to be more than this. Like, I've accomplished, I'm the pinnacle of all this, and there still has to be more. I'm not sure if he's figured it out since then, but a lot of people, we think the wrong, we think, Happiness lead, is, is the goal of many things, and, and we, we try to focus on that without understanding there's these steps in the process that, that we're supposed to walk through to get that. Um, so when, when we find ourselves in situations, you know, we want the fruit, but we sometimes get the, the, the weeds. We get things that aren't really working all that well. Um, and a lot of times we look at the situations and the problems in front of us, and we think, man, I want to I get over this. I want to get out of debt. I want to be able to overcome these struggles in marriage, or I want to be able to get better grades. Whatever it is that we're, we're facing at the time, and we look at maybe the results aren't what we want. It's not quite the fruit that we want yet. Well, the things that we're doing to get the weeds 
we have to stop doing. Uh, the thing that got us into the situation or into the problem in the first place is not going to be what gets us out of it. It's actually going to be something totally different. And today we want to talk about that. What does that look like? What does that mean for us if we're to find happiness, if we're supposed to, if we are to succeed in life? What does that look like? See, a lot of times for us, um, problems, they can be very complex, not easy answers. Um, but the solutions don't always have to be complex. Many times they can be very simple, and we're going to talk about that. You know, in fact, a lot of things we enjoy in life, they're, they're very complex. They're, they're complex things made simple. For example, I got this great thing. Now, the, I, the, the iPhone, it's a very complex um, invention, tool, right? If we open it up, there, there was stuff in there we would not know what to do with. We would break it. But the use of it, they made it so simple to use. In fact, we were, my wife and I are talking our, our 10-month, not 10-month, our how old? Eight-month-old daughter uh, is already putting one finger to, like, move the phone. Like, oh, if I do this, the phone moves. And I'm like, she's, she's eight years, eight months old. How can that be? But it's so simple. Like, there's just stuff that's simple. So a lot of times, it's, in fact, Steve Jobs, the, one, the one of the creators of, of, the, of the iPod and iPhone, all that stuff, um, in, in, um, in an article in Newsweek, this is what he said about solutions. He says, when you, when you first start off trying to solve a problem, the first solutions you come up with are very complex, and most people stop there. I'd agree with him. It's like, kind of like, man, I want, to get, I want to get the good fruit, but I'm just stubbing my toes, and I'm getting weeds, and, and I just give up. But he goes on to say, but if you keep going and live with the problem and peel more layers off of the onion, you can oftentimes arrive at something very elegant and a simple solution. So you can't stop. It's a process. You don't give up. Trees don't just produce fruit overnight. It takes, it takes a lot of work, a lot of months to be able to get these things that we really want in life. So um, for us as a church, we're a Christian church. Uh, we, we, we think Jesus is the key, most important person that's ever walked the face of the earth. As a church, we believe that. Um, the reason we believe that is because of what he taught, what he predicted, what, what he, his actions that followed that. But more than that, because he died on a cross and he was raised again. Um, and, and tons of witnesses, some people followed him and said, hey, this is, this is God's son. And so we, we, we say he's very important for us as Christians. We believe things not just because a book says it. We believe things because Jesus said it. We believe things because Jesus taught them. And we want to look at that. So for, for us, a lot of times we complicate life. And, but sometimes the solutions are very simple. Uh, Jesus' message, it's, it's very simple if you read it. It's not easy to practice. It's not always easy to, to work out, but it is very simple. You can't argue that. He asks just for a few things done over and over and over. So, um, in fact, one of his teachings, one of the first teachings, this is part of the Sermon on the Mount, his first message he ever gave. Um, part of it in, in Matthew six twenty five. this is what he says. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you bring can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass in the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, and is thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? 
Man, these are things we, people worry about. Man, what am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? What, what am I going to drink? He says, um, for pagans or unbelievers, they run after these things, and your heavenly Father know that, knows that you need them. So God is saying, I know the needs that you have. I'm aware of these things. But he goes on to say, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So Jesus is saying, all right, I know the needs that you have, but if you will seek first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way, then all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So he tells us, all right, so there's a lot of things that preoccupy our minds, that occupy our minds, that that take up time, uh, that we get preoccupied with. And he's saying, if you will focus on the right thing, those things will get sorted out. Those things will it'll, they'll be worked out. Make the, the main thing the main thing. Put the first things first. And this is Jesus' teaching. He's saying if you will, then the results will be this. In fact, throughout all of Scripture, if you look throughout through Genesis, Exodus, the, the commandments that he gives, the instructions that he gives, he's saying if you will do this, then you will have this. But if you don't do this, you do something different, then you'll get this. And over and over, he's telling us through scriptures, if you do the right thing, you're going to get the fruit that you really want. But if you do the wrong thing, you're going to get thorns and thistles and all the stuff that you don't want. But the choice is still yours. I give it to you. And he invites us to, to follow his lead. In fact, the first commandment he gave, one of the first, the first commandment he gave to Adam, he says, all of these trees, see out here? You can eat of all of these. Go ahead. But that one, don't eat of that one. We'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. But he's saying, here, here you, can, you can do it. Because if you, if you don't, if you don't follow my instruction, man, then you're going to be led away. You're going to be led, misled. You're going to, death's going to follow. Don't do it. He, he, he establishes a relationship of saying, all right, if you follow my lead, I will lead you to the good stuff. I will lead you to happiness. I'll lead you to a life that's blessed. In fact, Jesus' teachings, as, as he goes on the Sermon on the Mount, it starts off by saying, blessed is the person that's like this. Blessed is the person like this. Another way we can say blessed is, happy is the person that does this. Happy is the person that does this. Happy is the person that does this. And he goes into the teaching. One day we'll do a teaching on the Beatitudes. They're great. They're amazing. And he said, man, if you, if you will just follow my kingdom, my way, you will have success. You will have the fruit that you really want in life. But if you don't, then you'll get other things in life. See, um, throughout scriptures, even the, God gave the people of Israel, he rescued them from slavery. He gave them these ten commandments, right? He gave a lot of commandments, but he gave these ten that were solid that says, all right, here's the ten commandments. You know how they start? God establishes a relationship saying, all right, I am the Lord your God. I just rescued you from slavery. All right? He's saying, I've just given you freedom. So I'm God. I've given you freedom. It's, it's from me. And the first thing he tells them is this. You shall have no other gods before me. The very first commandment of the Ten Commandments is about us putting God first. Why? Because as humans, God knows that we are going to place something first and most important in our life. And whatever we put first will then dictate and direct everything else that follows that. I think most of the time, you know who's sitting on the first place in our life? Us. Yeah, ourself. It's about me. It's about my desires, my needs. And God says, if you do that, you're not going to be pleased with, your, with your, the outcome. Because you're not big enough to produce something that's worth living a life that's worthy of living for. We're not big enough. Our story and our, what we think is, is limited. But he says, but if you put me first, man, then I'll help you to have the right order. And I'll help you to be able to move forward. Even Jesus, he taught a prayer to his disciples. They said, all right, Jesus, we see you praying. And what you're doing is different than what we've been taught. And teach us to do that. And you know what he says? 
All right. He's our Father in heaven. Make it first about God. Run to his name. And then once you do that, pray for his will to come to earth. In fact, does he say, he says, your kingdom come, your will be done. He says, pray this before you pray, God, please help me today. Pray this, God, your will be done before you say, God, I really need you to show up. Pray this, God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven. Before you say, I want, I need, please help. Not that these are not important. These are important. He understands that. He says, God knows our needs. And in fact, he knows them better than us. He knows what we really need. Not just the desires and the wants, but what we really need to succeed in life. And he says, if you put God first, if you invite him to lead, man, things will work out. They will, they will move forward. Because no matter how much success, how much fame, or how much money we get, that will not lead to happiness. Because if we don't put the right things in the right place in the right order, we will not be pleased with the outcome ever. Because there's a specific way to do things. So a lot of times we think happiness is all about, well, more. If I get more, then I'll be happy. But what happens when you get more? You want more. Right? It never leaves because there's, there's not never an end to more. Um, they, they ask rich people, right, how, um, are you rich? And they made a lot of money, and they says, no, I'm not rich. Well, how long, how much would it take for you to be rich? And they said a, a number that was like double. And then they asked the people that had the double amount, and they said, are you rich? And they said, no, we're not rich. And says, but you have a lot of money. He says, no, when will you be rich? When we have this amount. And it was an even larger number. And they asked those people that had that amount, are you rich? And they says, no, we're not rich. Well, what's going to make you rich? This number. It's a never-ending goal that we strive for when it's always about more. Sometimes we think, well, when I get the newer model, when I get the newer thing, when I get newer, whatever, right? Then, it'll be, then I'll be happy or better or when I get the best, then it'll be finally be happiness. But I would say this. Actually, happiness is not about all those things. It's about one word, right? And you're going you're gonna to be like, no, one word. It's about order. Everybody say order. Order. So my garage is a little messy right now, all right? My garage does not make me happy, all right? Why? Because it's not organized. It's out of order. The Bible said that, that God is a God of order. It's easy to look at creation and say, man, whoever created this place had a lot of thought and details, and there's a system in place. There's order to this. It's not chaos. It's, it's organized. It's like there's this, these fingerprints that said, if this doesn't work this way, then this can't work this way. There's all these principles you know, that teach us um, um, that, that if, if, if things were just slightly different, if we were a little closer to the sun, then we'd burn up. We're a little further from the sun. We would freeze. We're like in this perfect space that it can sustain life. And over and over, there's these things where God is saying, I'm a God of order, not a God of disorder. In fact, the Bible says in James, it says when there's envy and when there's, um, when there's fighting, there's usually disorder there that's causing that. Something's out of order. We're looking at the wrong things. We're looking at other people's lives that have good fruit. And we're saying, I want that. I want that. I want that. And we begin maybe coveted or, or envy it and be jealous of that stuff. Well, that's, we will never have that if we can't order our life the right way. People have healthy and good things because they've ordered their life to, be, to create that, to be able to get those things. And God invites us to say, all right, here's the order I want you to give. So uh, the thing about order, it's, 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 about doing, um, it's about doing life God's way. Uh, disorder, it always invites more disorder. 
So chaos is going to invite more chaos. Disorder is going to invite more disorder. So when you have something that's not, when something's out of order in your life and it's not organized right, it's going to invite more disorganization. It's going to invite more problems. Disorder increases complexity. So if your problem is complex right now, if you have the wrong order, your problem is not going to get simple. More, it's not going to be simplified. It's going to only get more complex. And here's, here's what, what I think God is trying to get us to do. Is say, I want, I want you to live a principle-centered life. I want you to live a life that's driven by your principles. Because when we live a principle-driven life, it's easy to know when to say no and when to say yes. And it makes us, yes, even more great because we know this is what it's about. Because when we live a principle-centered life and we begin to follow those principles God sets for us, most of our choices are already made for us. In fact, um, if you go to the next slide for me, Dave Ramsey, he says, the good thing about principles, Dave Ramsey is a money guy, a financial guy who helps people get their, their, their finances in order, right? He says, the good thing about principles is that they make life easy. I've heard it said that when someone bases his life on principle, 99% of his decisions are already made. They're already made. It doesn't necessarily mean it's easy to live it out and to act on that. But when you live by principle, you've already made that decision. But you say, no, I'm not going to say yes to more debt because my principle is, God, I'm going to follow your way. I'm not going to say yes to more of of what's not working because I'm going to follow the principles that are working. When it comes to health, we understand this, right? Healthy people do healthy things. It's the reason they're healthy. They've organized their life. They ordered it. Um, I think a lot of times what happens is we chase the wrong thing. We, we spend our life looking at the clock, okay, rather than the compass. Here's the difference. A compass is all about priority, and it's about purpose. It's about order. It's about saying, all right, here's, here's my compass. This is the direction I'm going. There's true north. That's the direction that God is leading me to. When people follow the compass, they live by principle, they're going to get to their destination because they made a plan to get to their destination, because they had a, they had a tool and a way to find their destination, but when people don't live by the compass but by the clock, they're always saying, man, I don't have enough time in the day. I can't get enough things done. It's too complicated. It's too much. When we live by the clock, there's never enough time. We always feel rushed. And here's the big thing. We never know when the clock is going to stop because your clock and your life can run out at any moment. And if you're living by the clock, man, it's, it's unpredictable. It's not stable. But a compass is principle saying, God, I want to follow your way. Lead me in this. It allows us to get to our destination. So putting God first, it helps us to distinguish between the important and the urgent. It's kind of like this. All right, so we've got these jars up here, represent just the capacity. Two lives have the exact same capacity, potential to accomplish things in life. But when you get the wrong order, uh, things just don't fit. Things just don't work. I'll just give you an example, all right? Um, I will do this one here. So these are some, some candies, all right? Um, I'll explain what's here first. So a mango, um, one of God's best, best uh, creations, right? Fruit, it's wonderful, delicious, healthy, produces life, right? Uh, one of my favorites, if you know this, avocados. These things are amazing. I think this is the fruit that tempted Adam and Eve, just saying, all right? Just, it might have been the cause for the fall of the human race because they are so amazing. But, um, and then we get some oranges, all right? Um, these, these represent just important things in our life. These are really important. I, I would say the mango is like God. He's the, the big kahuna. He's the big one up here. He represents God. Um, these, these things may be family, other important things that we have going on, um, that, that we spend time with our kids, things like that. 
uh, relationships. And then we have, uh, we have some candy up here, the, the, the good and plenty. I love, I had to buy candy if I'm going to eat it. I want to get candy I like. So good and plenty, you know, um, these are the unimportant things. These are like Facebook and um, playing video games, um, which I just, I, I started playing a game because my son was playing it. And uh, at first, well, let's leave that out. Um, at first it was, you know, just wanting to learn what he is. And then I got sucked in. I'm like, you know, kind of a little addicted to this game. That, w- that would be the game there, all right? Not really important, not urgent, but it just takes time. And before you know it, you've used a lot of time on those. Other things like phone calls, emails. Um, these would be the Snickers that, that uh, just fill our life, that take up a lot of our time. Well, when we do things out of order, this is, this is te- what tends to happen. We run out of space for the really important things in life. And we really don't know how to fit them. We're like thinking, man, my life, I just, it's not working. Why is it not working? Well, we've ordered ourselves in a way that will never allow us, especially to put the most important thing first. God. He invites us. He says, would you put me first? But if you have the right order, life becomes a lot more fun. You get the most important things in first. Say, I'm not going to miss out on these. All right? These, these things are, are really, really important. And then you get the other stuff that maybe is not so important, but sometimes has to get done. You have to answer emails. You have to take some phone calls and uh, time, right? Move that in a little bit. Oh, wait for it. It takes a little bit of work, you know, to get things right sometimes. Work with me. Anybody have some coffee? Now that's, we could fill this thing up, right? But look at that. When, when you do the right things the right way in the right order, there's a big difference. In fact, there is actually more capacity in there to get even more. I could put more good and plenty. I could put some nerds, the stuff that really is not healthy, you know, but I have time because I made the right or order of my life and priorities straight that I am now able to do more with my day in my life. So I can get lid on. You notice this one? No lid, Right. Especially this one, this is really important. We've kind of left him out. We're like, well, God, I really don't have time for you, you know? Like, but I got my candy, right? The healthy stuff is going to produce health. The candy is not going to produce anything healthy. It's fun to eat, you know? It's not, we enjoy it. We do it because it's, it's meeting something in our lives, but it's not going to produce anything healthy in our lives. The right things done the right way produce health. Janine, are you here? Where's Janine? I have a gift for you. You're the first one to high-five me. So um, this is your gift. So on Facebook, we put this challenge, you know, if you're on Facebook, you like it. We said, hey, this week we started a series called First. Be the first one to high-five Pastor Eric, and you receive uh, a gift. So, Janine, um, you could come get your gift, all right? Sincerely, thank you to you. Thank you. Enjoy your good stuff. When we put the first things first, everything else works out. As Jesus teaches, he says, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be taken care of. 
Can I tell you, in my life, when I do it God's way, life works. I have order. I've done it the right way. When I do it my way, not God's way, I a lot of times end up with weeks like this. Like, God, I forgot to pray. I forgot, you know, I just, I don't know what to do. Like, let's squish it in. Let's make it work. And it gets messy. But it has to start with God. So, so for many of you, you've come and you've, you've started this journey. You said, God, I, I want to put you first in my life. Um, some of you, you've come, you've never made that decision. You're here and you've never said, God, I want to put you first. Uh, I want to make you the Lord of my life. Can I tell you, that's the first step that God asks of us. He says, would you make me first in your life? This series is about that. What, what would it look like if we were able to follow what Jesus teaches and says, put, us for, put me first. God, put God first in our lives. And then the other important things, put those things and make those important also. Take time for it. Prioritize your time. But it starts with God. See, sometimes I think what happens is some of us, we, you know, at some point we did put God, but then life starts getting busy and we're like, well, this is kind of taking a lot of space in my life, so I'm going to just not worry about it, you know, and we'll do this other stuff. But life doesn't work that way. So today, this is, this is my first challenge. If you're here today um, and, and you're, maybe your life is out of order, maybe you're not happy, you know, that's a good indication that there's not order in your life, that you're not doing things the way, right way you're supposed to. You've allowed other things to become number one in your life. Things that Sometimes they're not even things that are bad, but they're just not supposed to be number one. They're supposed to be number two or three or four or five. God is saying, would you make me first? I promise you, if you will make God first and you will begin to say, God, lead me, all that other stuff will work out. Because when I put God first, you guys, my wife, if I put God first, I'm a better husband. When I put God first, I'm a better father. Why? Because he's helping me to see where I'm missing it with sincerity. He's helping me to see where I'm missing it with my kids. But if I put myself first, or if I put my wife first, or my kids first, I have to figure it all on my own. Isn't it better to say, God, I'll put you first, and then you help me figure out the order. You help me figure out what's next. And that's God's invitation for us. As a church, we want to be a generous church. We want to be a church that produces life. Well, if you want life and you want the good fruit, you have to do the right things. And today, that first step for many of you is to say, God, I want to make you first in my life. I put you first. It's the reason we have church on Sundays. It's the first day of the week. What are we saying? God, I put you first. And when you come with that heart of saying, God, you're first in my week, you're first in my life, the rest of your week begins to say, all right, I can get through this. Monday's coming, and it's not like, oh, man, Monday's coming. It's like, oh, man, we get to do Monday again. We get to bless people. We get to help people. Why? Because we said, God, we want you first. We want to do the important things first. So if you're here today, would, you, would everybody close your eyes and bow your heads? If you're here today and you would acknowledge that maybe you're not happy, maybe you don't have peace, maybe you've um, not ordered your life in the correct order, and you want help, you say, I want to be happy. I want, I want to live for God. I want to put God first. For some of you in this room, you've never done that. This would be your first time doing that. Can I lead you in a prayer? That just says, God, I want to put you first. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Awesome. Awesome. I put you first. I put you first. For some of you, that's the first time you raise your hand. For others of you, that's you've raised it many times. Which don't ever stop raising. Don't ever stop putting him first. Keep saying, God, I need to put you first again. And my priorities got out of whack. But for some of you, it's your first time you're saying, God, I want that. Anybody else? You just say, man, I, I, need, I need God. 
Awesome. For all of you to raise your hands, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. It's just a simple prayer that says, God, I need your help. I'm not going to call you to the front, but just lead you in this prayer. Just acknowledging that, that we cannot do it on our own. In fact, the Bible says it, it's called repentance. Uh, it says we were walking one direction, and God is saying, would you come back to me and walk in a different direction? Stop going down those paths that produce the weeds. Come down my path that's going to produce the fruit. It's a prayer that just invites God in that. So we confess that we've messed up, that we've sinned, that we've done less than what God's best for us, and we invite him to lead this. So pray this prayer with me. Uh, all you that, that are here today, maybe you've prayed this prayer, would you encourage them by praying with us? Say, Father God, today I put you first. I need you in my life. I need your help. I need your wisdom. Would you lead me this week? I confess today that I have sinned, that I have done less than your best, that I've missed it, and I need your help. Would you help me order and organize my life the way you want it to be? Thank you for dying on that cross for me. Thank you that you're alive, and that I'm alive through you. Help me become a new person. To live a life that pleases you. Would you lead me and guide me and help me? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.